You're listening to the Kinergy Sports Podcast, hosted by Jacob Kennedy. This is the ninth episode of the Kinergy Sports Podcast, and the first since uh, college football season has began. Um, something that always interests me is how the NFL and the professional players that get paid millions and millions of dollars get four weeks of practice football in preseason, while college players who aren't getting paid and are amateur football players, they don't have a preseason. They they get straight into it. Everything they do matters. From week one on, everything matters, which is why I don't like to make preseason predictions when it comes to college football. Um, I'm not a fan of preseason rankings. Um, I just feel like it's unfair to coaches, players, to put that kind of standards on them when we haven't actually seen that team play. So because of that, I like to wait until the conference season starts and um, see how teams fare early on. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to predict and tell you the outcome of all five of the Power Five conferences, and I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen and each conference champion. Now that we've, we're three weeks in, we have a pretty good idea of what these teams are looking like, uh, what the conferences are looking like. Uh, so I'm going to break down all of them and tell you exactly how all five of them are going to play out. So first we're going to talk about the Big Ten, which had a rough, rough weekend. Um, Wisconsin upset at home to BYU, Northwestern lost to Akron, Maryland lost to Temple, Rutgers got embarrassed by Kansas, and Nebraska got beat by Troy. It was not a good weekend for the Big Ten. So I want to start with Ohio State. Um, Clearly the best team in the Big Ten right now. They just beat uh, ranked TCU in Texas. Um. The three big games on Ohio State's schedule, they play at Penn State, at Michigan State, and then, of course, Michigan at the end of the year. Their offense is extremely dangerous, and Dwayne Haskins looks like an animal, and he's very impressive, and he looks like the best quarterback that Urban Meyer has ever had at his disposal, and that is saying a lot considering Tim Tebow played for Urban Meyer. I think Haskins is that good. Their defense is solid. Their front seven is impressive. The defensive line with Nick Bosa, uh, barring injuries, hopefully he can bounce back from his little injury. I don't think he's playing this weekend, but it seems like he'll be back. The front line is solid. I do have questions about the secondary. Um, they, they've given up quite a few big plays in three weeks. Some big touchdowns, 50 plus yards. I think they've given up one of them each week. So between Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan, my guess is they're going to lose to either Penn State or Michigan State. It's hard to go undefeated. I think they're clearly the best team in the conference, but it's hard to win, go into every game and win every game. So at Penn State and at Michigan State are both very difficult games. I would, My guess is that they will lose one of them ahead of the showdown against Michigan uh, at the end of the season. So... and. Moving on to Michigan State and Penn State. Michigan State plays at Penn State and then Michigan in back-to-back weeks, which is really hard to do. Um, they're gonna, 
Michigan's looking to get revenge on Michigan State. Um, Harbaugh's heard quite a bit about how he can't beat his rivals, so I have a feeling Michigan State's going to struggle at Penn State, and then the very next week, even though it's home against Michigan, that's going to be maybe the toughest game on their schedule besides Ohio State on November 10th. Michigan State has not looked as strong. Um, they just lost uh, Arizona State, and they struggled with Utah State in the first game of the year, and they just haven't looked very solid as a whole. Uh, Penn State, after struggling with Appalachian State in the first game of the year, has looked very impressive in back-to-back weeks against uh, weak opponents. But they play Ohio State and Michigan State back-to-back games again. That's really hard to do. They have a bye week in between them, which will help. And both games are at home, which also helps. But they clearly miss Saquon Barkley. Tracy McSorley, he can play, but Saquon Barkley is very hard to replace. And then they go, they play at Michigan November 3rd, and that is going to be a, a big game. Ohio State here in a few weeks will be their first big test. And then Michigan, uh, the shaky start at the beginning, they lost Notre Dame. The offense wasn't very uh, impressive. A lot of people jumped on the hating Harbaugh bandwagon. Uh, that's simply overreactions. They've looked pretty solid in back-to-back weeks. But the problem with Michigan is their schedule is unbelievable. They played at Notre Dame already, and then they play Wisconsin at Michigan State and then Penn State in three straight games, back-to-back-to-back. That's incredibly hard. Um, but I've, I've already said I think they're going to beat uh, Michigan State. They're going to win that game. But between Wisconsin and Penn State, even though both are at home, um, I think they're going to lose one of them games. Probably Penn State on the back end of that three-game stretch. Uh, just because Wisconsin hasn't looked that impressive to me so far. But I think Penn State might get them on the last game of that stretch. And so with that, I think they're going to meet up with OSU at the end of the year. Uh, and I think that's going to determine the Big Ten East. Because I think Michigan and Ohio State are going to end up being the two best teams coming out of the Big Ten East and the Big Ten as a whole. Um, so Ohio State um, has had Michigan's number ever since you know the last decade. And more than the last decade, the last 15 years. So going into that game, it's going to be a popular game. Everyone's going to be watching like always. But I, um, from what I've seen from Michigan, they look like they're trending in the right direction. Their defense isn't as spot on as what they have been in years past yet. Shea Patterson is the real deal. He, uh, he looks like he's going to keep evolving and becoming a better player as the season goes on, especially under Harbaugh. But um, the team's just not disciplined. They're very undisciplined. They're not disciplined enough right now. A lot of penalties. They had 12 or 13 penalties against uh, SMU this past weekend. They're just not tidied up. Uh, Ohio State's going to beat Michigan. They're going to win the Big Ten East, and then they're going to beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game. And uh, Ohio State will be your conference champ um, of the Big Ten. And I think that there's a good chance the Big Ten, like it usually is, is going to be the most competitive conference, maybe not the best conference. The SEC has looked good early, but um, most competitive, they're all pretty tightly matched. Uh, the SEC, start with uh, Georgia, who made it to the title game last year. They still have at LSU and Auburn on their schedule. Um, 
But the fact of George is they would win the SEC East playing their backups, playing eyes closed. I mean, it's a cakewalk. They don't play anyone of on that side of the conference. There's no one that even looks like they could really compete with Georgia. Um, the the SEC, the SEC West is loaded. Um, but in the end, Alabama looks like the spirit team. They look like the best team in the country, and it doesn't even look close. Um, their schedule's backloaded. They play at LSU, Mississippi State, and Auburn, three of their last four games. So they could trip up there. I would watch the Mississippi State game. The week after playing at LSU, it's always tough to bounce back after you get hyped up for a game like that. Um, but it's pretty simple. Alabama and Georgia are going to play in the SEC title game. And this could be interesting because based on the schedule and how I think these are clearly two of the best four teams in the country, and there's a chance for the first time we might see a scenario where the loser could possibly still make it into the playoff between Alabama and Georgia. But at the end of the day, Alabama, there's no reason to bet against them. Uh, they look superior in every way. Uh, Tua looks really good at quarterback. And uh, Alabama's going to win the SEC uh, again. And I'm not too sure it'll be competitive until they get to Georgia. The Big 12, uh, Oklahoma is definitely the alpha dog of this conference. Um, they play at TCU and Oklahoma State, of course, and then at West Virginia, which is the final game of the season, which could very well decide the Big 12. Kyler Murray, their quarterback, who is going to become a pro baseball player next year, has looked spectacular. He might win the Heisman Trophy. Um, between him and Tua and Haskins, it's going to be a fun fight. But Kyler Murray looks really, really solid. And then West Virginia, the last their last three games, they go TCU at Oklahoma State and then Oklahoma. That is brutal. That's a brutal stretch right there. Um, but West Virginia is very good. Uh, Will Greer is a very talented QB. Um, we're going to see him playing on Sundays for sure. But that three-game stretch is going to be very difficult. And I just don't think um, West Virginia is as talented all around as Oklahoma is. Oklahoma is just stacked in, it seems like, every position. And they have done perfectly fine with replacing Baker Mayfield because Kyler Murray really looks like he's going to be a star. So, like I said, Oklahoma and West Virginia play the last game of the year which is convenient because the Big 12 or the Big yeah the Big 12 doesn't have a conference title game so there it seems everything unless something crazy happens that's going to be the conference uh, title game and Oklahoma is going to win that game they're way, they're just more talented Will Greer and West Virginia they can score points they'll keep them in the game but Oklahoma is going to win that and could very well find themselves in the playoff uh, for the second year in a row. Moving on to the ACC, which is definitely down this year. It's a very weak conference. Clemson, uh, they're going to win the Atlantic Division easily. They have a good chance of not playing a single ranked team in the regular season, which, I mean, it's a cakewalk. They don't play anyone of that stature. They have the best defensive front four in the country. Three out of the four are probably going to be first-round picks. They're all going to be playing on Sundays. That this defense can get after the quarterback. And as long as they don't slip up, they have probably the best chance at going undefeated just because of how easy their schedule is. 
Uh, the other division, the ACC Coastal, will be between uh, Virginia Tech and Miami. Uh, Virginia Tech, they play Miami in the second to last game. Um, Virginia Tech looks like a solid squad. I don't believe in Miami very much. They looked really, really bad against LSU. Um, so, I, honestly, I don't think it matters who comes out of the ACC Coastal. I think it's going to be Virginia Tech just because Miami doesn't look too strong. Clemson's going to handle Virginia Tech easily in the ACC Championship game. Clemson's going to be in the playoff. You can lock it up. They're probably going to go undefeated unless they slip up somewhere. Easy schedule, easy conference. Conference champ's going to be Clemson, and they're going to find themselves in the playoff once again. And finally, the Pac-12, which is actually very competitive. They kind of, their games are usually on very late, so we don't really catch, and there's not a lot of hype around the Pac-12. In the North Division, you have Stanford, Oregon, and Washington. It's a very good division. Uh, Stanford plays at Oregon, at Arizona State, who has looked pretty solid under first-year um, Arizona State coach Herm Edwards, and then at Washington. That's that's brutal right there. That three games, their three biggest games are all on the road. Uh, they looked really good against USC, but USC looks like a mess. Um, Oregon, they have home against Stanford, Washington, and Arizona State. They are the exact opposite of Stanford. All of their big games are at home, which I think is going to play a big role in how this conference plays out. Their quarterback, Justin Herbert, is extremely talented. Might be one of the best two or three uh, QB prospects looking ahead at the NFL draft next year. He is very talented. And they can score. I mean, Oregon's always going to be able to score. It's just a matter of if their defense can uh, hang on. And then Washington, they're extremely solid team. I don't believe in uh, Jake Browning as much as some people do. I just I don't see it. They're talented. They looked good in their loss against Auburn, but I just don't think they're I don't think they're as tough and physical as Stanford, and I don't think they can keep up offensively uh, with Oregon. So Oregon and Stanford uh, play this coming weekend, which, as an early conference game, could very well set the standard for what this conference is going to do. And I believe that, yeah, it's at Oregon. So Oregon's going to beat them this weekend just because Oregon looks so good, and um, they're going to score points. Herbert is going to play very well. Stanford's tough. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be close. But it's going to be in Oregon, and they're going to get the best of Stanford. So Oregon and Stanford are going to end the season tied in the in their records. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they have the same season records, but Oregon will hold the tiebreaker after beating them this coming weekend. And on the other side, Arizona, it's a weaker division. Uh USC's down. I, I don't have a lot of belief in USC. Arizona State looks promising, and I'm going to go with them to go out from and come out from the other side of the conference. So they'll play Oregon in the Pac-12 title game, and Oregon's going to win that game. I think Oregon, I depending on if they slip up or not, I like them a lot. They're going to be on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoff at the end of the year. Um, Probably going to slip up one of their big games and then probably be a two-loss team, but they're going to win the Pac-12. And there you have it. It's going to be 
the uh, five Power Five champions are going to be Ohio State, Alabama, Oklahoma, Oregon, and Clemson. I'm excited for college football. It's my favorite sport to watch and follow. Um, the Big Ten, after this weekend, they have a lot to prove. The SEC looks really good. Uh, the past year or two, uh, the Big Ten is trying to make the statement that they're now the best conference, but SEC looks solid. Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Auburn, they look really good. Oklahoma looks really good. West Virginia looks solid. Clemson looks really good. The Pac-12, I think they're slightly a step below these other um, big uh, conferences. Oregon's going to be solid. Stanford's always going to be solid. David Shaw's a great coach. And then Washington, they're going to be slightly behind the SEC and Big Ten. But it's going to be competitive. It's going to be fun to follow. And uh, don't be surprised if coming down to the last playoff, there's two from the same conference again. And if there's two Power Five conferences getting left out of the playoff again, uh, the fact is when you only have four four teams making the playoff, it's hard, you know, You're, they're never going to be able to get in every conference, obviously, and years like last year, only three of the conferences are going to get in, and I, I think that could very well happen again with Alabama and Georgia coming out of the SEC. I think they're clearly probably two of the best three teams right now in the country, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the playoffs. Uh, and Ohio State's always going to be in there. And then Oklahoma, of course, I think they look really solid. They can keep it together down the stretch. But those are my predictions. That's what I believe is going to happen in every conference. And, yeah, I'm excited for the season, and uh, I look forward to following it and making uh, several more podcasts involving college football. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kennedy Sports Podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Jacob underscore K-E-N-N-2. Like and retweet on Twitter, like and share on Facebook, and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to drop a review. Let me know what you liked. Let me know what you didn't like. Uh, Interact with me. You can message me on Twitter. Let me know what you want to hear on the show. And make sure you tune in next week for my next podcast.